Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. It's your guys from the sidelines. I am your host, 20, a.k.a. Twan, dropping our email for you. That's going to be from the sideline guys with an S at Gmail. And then also my Twitter and Instagram handle is branding underscore elite. And then uh, I'm only one half of your host here. So I'm about to pass it off to my man here and let him introduce himself and drop his handle as well, too. Take over from me, bro. All right. Appreciate that. What's going on, everybody? This your boy, Charlie, a.k.a. is Bobo as well. Like I always say on each every show, you can call me Bobo. Just like family and friends do, just like the, uh, my other hosts as well. My Twitter handle is, is Charlie8606. Man, so much to talk about. So little time. Man, NBA is, <laughs> oh, man, this well, it's what it's all about. But like I always say, Tony, let's just get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. So, all right, you know, we in the Western and the Eastern Conference Finals. One of them is already over with here. So, but before we get into that talk here, let's talk about the rankings. Uh, how, how, or not rankings, let's let's rate these uh, Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And I'm going to start with the West here. Charlie, I'm going to defer to you, though. How would you rate the Portland versus Golden State? Because we had a lot to talk about with that game. We didn't really know how it was going to go. Um, it could have went, you know, it could have been heads to tails, basically how we talked in our last podcast. Exactly. It could have been, you know, a battle of a pissing contest between who could shoot the best in the exactly. three-point range, or it could be a battle of, you know, just grinding it out and, you know, both of these teams actually figuring it out because the fact that, you know, even though Golden State, you know, advanced a little bit easier uh, to that Western Conference final, they still had some struggles as well, too. Um, not just losing Durant, but even before that, you had Curry and you had Thompson struggling. And then we all know how uh, Portland had to go to Game 7 to pull out that game uh, against Denver, against the Denver Nuggets here. So I'm going to just pass it to you. You tell me how you ranked what you saw in that in that entire series here. Appreciate that. Yeah. To me, well, I would give this this particular series, this Western Conference Final grade, I'm gonna give it a D. And I'm being easy. I'm just being easy right now with just giving a D. I want to give it a L. I'm <laughs> just being honest with you. Just, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about it, man. You know, um, if, if you if you look at this series. I said Portland in seven, just because for the just again, like you stated, that Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry have struggled going into that series with Portland. And then I also mentioned that the the bench play, you know, that I feel like that which bench play was gonna you know, was gonna step up. I didn't feel like Golden State bench will can step up the way that Portland has just because when you look at Golden State, they play five to seven guys deep. Would you agree with that, Twani? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So this was a (laughs) – I was fooled, and I mean humble pie, with this series because I did not expect (laughs) Golden State to do – Golden State looked at, like, the Golden State team that won 7-3-9. I have to admit that. I have to eat that humble pie, swallow that pride, and and have to admit that. They play like 
the 73 and 19, even though they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. but they still played like that team. I also want to say this too, because again, I don't want to stay on this too long. When Portland had their chances, let's just not let's 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 not forget about that. They did. Portland in game we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna mention game one. Game one was just was terrible because they tucked the ball over. They one time so exactly, and they it was just terrible. But in game two. They were up by double digits in the third quarter. They lost the lead and lost by three. I lost by three. Game three, they were up by double digits again in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. What did they do, 20? They lost the lead, and then they lost in, was it was it overtime, if I'm not mistaken? Overtime. Overtime, overtime double, or double, double. Double, double overtime? Double overtime. Game four. Same thing. They were up by double digits in the third quarter. Actually, it was up by, excuse me, they were damn near by 20. And what yeah. happened? They lost the lead again. Yep. And they lost the series. Yep. So, I say that to say this. That's why I gave the grade that I gave because, again, Portland had their chances. Mm-hmm. They let the lead slip. And me and you, we talked about this. We, we 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 talked about this probably. We what did I say? I said hopefully they don't let the they keep the lead and they don't and they don't let the lead slip away. And what did you tell me? It's gonna happen. And what it happened? Gonna happen. It was gonna happen. <laughs> it was gonna happen. So gonna happen. you you gotta you gotta give credit what credit due to Golden State. But man, when you up in game two, game three, game four on the on the Golden State Warriors without their best player, out without their two best players, their two star players, right. and then Eagle Dollar get hurt on top of that. Right. And then you don't you, for the fourth game. Exactly. And then you don't win the game. Mm-hmm. That, that that just shows you that you wasn't ready for this. Nope. And, and it just shows you that and that goes on the coaching too. But the also the players meaning Damon Leonard and CJ McCullough gotta take responsibility as well. They gotta take that they gotta own up to that. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got they got to be able to take responsibility and say this was on us. We didn't do what we supposed to do. We didn't rally our team together to close to close Golden State out because easily Portland should be up three one right now. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, but I'm gonna pass it back to you, Tawani, because again, like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time on it. That's just my grade, you know, with that giving the D. But I'm gonna pass it to you because I know you got something to say. Okay. I'm like you. I'm not going to spend too much time on this series here either. Um, I was disappointed at the way the series played out. Uh, Portland, like you, like like my man Bobo said, had plenty of chances to, you know, hell, at least even the series out yes. instead of being swept. You yes. know, if you can't do anything else, you should have at least been able to win two of those games to even the series out. Um, I give credit to um, Dame Lillard for, you know, fighting through some separated ribs there, but at the same time, you got to be smart about those separated ribs too. You're right. still out there playing like you was healthy and you ain't hurting. You can't be shooting the three ball, the long ball, well past NBA range when you already hurt. You know, he had a couple of air balls out there. He had a couple of shots that, you know, kind of just, you know, sailed too far to the back of the rim because, you know, he was pushing it, you know. But when you saw it like that and you already hurting, how can you shoot an accurate three-point ball 
in your rib when your rib cage is separated. You know what I'm saying? It's like come in closer, get the 15 foot uh, foot jump shot down, or even drive to the hole. You know, or set your teammates up better. You know, don't you know? Don't I understand? You don't want to show no weakness, or you know, stop how you play. But you got to be smart about it. You can't be shooting those super long deep three pointers when you can't. You know, you're not at the full strength or the full health like you like you normally are. C.J. McCullough was another one. He struggled. He went right back to doing what his brother told him not to do, and he went back to seven. And he struggled in every game. I don't care what type of points he scored. He struggled. And that that was that was huge for Golden State, that he was struggling like that when you already had an injured Dame Lillard. <clears throat> so coaching is another one. Coaching, you just didn't figure it out. You know, it's just like you escaped Denver and then you revert back to what you was doing in the Denver series. So I just really didn't understand that at all. Um, so I'm going I'm to grade this a D minus myself because I expected more out of Portland, you know, yep. seeing the fight that they had to advance to this round and the way they played, it was just like, you know, it, 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 it wasn't what everybody thought it was, you know, it should have been or could have been. It was, right. it was terrible. It was lopsided. It was one-sided. And it frankly, it got boring, you know. So I'm gonna eat a little humble pie too because in the last podcast, I wasn't hating on Golden State. I said I picked, I chose Portland, and I said it'd be nice to see somebody in that different. And I yep. thought that you know the fact that Dame Lillard was coming back home, you know, to play in front of family and friends, and you know people who watched him grow up from high school and everything else, that he would you know play much better. And like you mentioned, Charlie. You know, the first game, we won't even mention, but it was a blowout and it was nasty. And, you know, the second game, you know, they're up and, you know, you lost leads every time, you know, because you got besides yourself, you know, you're trying to increase a lead by, you know, trying to shoot these, you know, shoot the hell out of the three-point ball, excuse my language. But, you know, you should have kept doing what was working that got you that lead to begin exactly. with. So, so yeah. So, you know, but at the same time, I got I to gotta give props to Golden State, too. They did. They thug bizzle. You know, yeah, they I know did. people ain't heard that term in a while. But, man. <laughs> <laughs> way, uh, my <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> man, Draymond, man, that, that man was playing lights out. On the last podcast, I was saying how people, you know, hate him. And, and you know, but, you know, you want a grimy player on your team like that, that get it in. Man, once this dude figured out to stop arguing the calls, yep. um, arguing the calls and just play ball, and, hey, the man was lights out. Back-to-back triple doubles, man. He was putting on a show. It's going to be ugly for whoever faced him I'm, I'm, without jumping too far ahead of myself. But, Charlie, go ahead. I know you want to intervene here a little bit. Yeah, 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 real quick again, you took the words right out of my mouth. Draymond Green set the tone for this series. Um, like yep. you said, triple doubles. You know, he's not arguing with the refs. And then you got to give Steve Kerr credit. Steve Kerr, all year long, like I said, he played five to seven guys deep. You know what I'm saying? When I mean five to seven guys deep, you know, you're, you know, you're thinking of that, that Hampton five, but you're also thinking of DeMarcus Cousins. You're thinking of Sean Levenstein. And then you're also thinking about um, Andre Incadalo. <coughs> Excuse me. But when those guys went down, you know, you had to look at Cook. You looked at um, – um, Jareko, you looked at, you know, those other players and um Looney, which nobody mm-hmm. has been talking about, has been dominating these, you know, yep. these these last couple series as well. He's making a name from himself as well to say that if DeMarcus Cousin does leave, you know, and again I you know, I'm not trying to jump ahead of myself as well, but 
you have you have a you have a big man there that can do it all. He can he can play defense. He can he can defend the pick and roll. He can also do the pick and roll and get to the get to the rim as well. So it all you know I mean you got to give credit to the Golden State. I'm not a Golden State fan at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater at all. But I get credit where credit is due. But at the end of the day. Golden State bench outplayed Portland bench, and then you saw it as well. You saw that intensity. You saw that. You you saw that in those guys that said, "Hey, we know we know our best player went down, but we we have to stay ready." And that's what it was. They had to stay ready, and you saw the results as well. And also, two shout right. out to Steph Curry as well, man. Going up against his big brother, man, and playing, man, he proved that he belonged in the NBA as yeah. well because he. He went. Yeah. He went toe to toe with Steph Curry as well, and just to see and just to see that man, that just shows man that you know, Steph Curry, he in my opinion should be a starter on somebody's team. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, at some point with with that Portland roster, Amino, you agree with this one? Amino and Harkless is not going to work. It's not going to work at all because uh, you know Harkless is a liability on the offensive end. Aminu is also a liability on the offensive end as well. Yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. They're good defenders, but they're liability. You don't need liability, especially in the playoffs like this as well. That's why they had to go to Mile, you know, to you know, uh, what was his name, uh, Leonard, Mile, uh, Leonard. Leonard, yeah, Leonard, and things of that sort of nature as well. So Portland has some things to actually look at with their roster because again, those two guys, they're okay players, but they're liability on the offensive end. And that's just right. my take on that as well. So I'm gonna just pass back, pass it back to you before we move on, as well. Yeah, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just agree with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna agree with you on that. They should have played uh, Leonard, and they should have played Collins a lot more than they yes. played Aminu and yes. Harkless, um, yes. and then more of Evan Turner as well too. You know, you start to see those guys get in there more, but they still didn't trust them enough yes. to, you know, to, to get more minutes than them. You know, it, it's. So, you know, it was a smart decision by the coach, but, you know, not smart enough to recognize what's going on out there. You know, exactly. to, uh, again, to keep some leads and things of that nature. And, you know, uh, at the same time, I knew Leonard, you know, kind of was a liability on defense, but at the same time, he was a presence in that, uh, in that, in that paint on the defensive end, as well as on the offensive end and even on the, uh, on the deep shot. And, yeah. and same with Collins. Collins was definitely a presence out there. You know, with uh, with cancer being hurt, man, mm-hmm. he was coming out of everywhere. You know, with help defense, or if you tried to just bring it right to him, he was swatting your shot. So you, he should have got more time out there as well, too. Okay. So, you know, but at the same time, again, give credit to where credit is due. Golden State is Golden State. They've been there five times, you know, now five times for a reason, and you know why. So you, you've seen, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Charlie. You're going to disagree with me because your whole point center thing, but I think – uh it probably would have been just as bad. I ain't going to say worse, just as bad as Denver would have made it over Portland. Uh, just the way that uh, Golden State played, you know, how they outsmarted everything. Even when they were down, they still wasn't out of it every time. You know, it's just like I I really would have seen them doing the same thing. It wouldn't matter if either one of those teams made it there. It would have been, you know, it would have been the same result at the end. It would have been a sweep to me, so – yeah, 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 we'll we'll say that we'll say that for another time because I mean that is a debate for another time, you know. Because again, you it's it's all about effort. I think Denver would have gave more effort. You see what I'm saying? Not saying Portland didn't give an effort, but Portland. Yeah, because yeah, the effort was there. The effort. Was I mean, there. effort was there. That's what I'm, that's what I mean. They they did they couldn't finish. That's the part yeah. that frustrated me, you know. And again, you saw it. So it's just 
Like I said, yeah, that's why you got to give credit to Golden State. I, I gave the, the credit. And they couldn't finish. The reason they couldn't finish is the way they played defense, you know, the way the right. guys that stepped up when they were injured players, you know, right. in order to make that happen. You know, it's just like there was a lot of names that people now going to know about, you know, because of that effort, you know, the way they played and the way they was just able to slide somebody else in. They got a guy, um, I can't think of his name right now. You can correct me or, you know what I'm saying, or get his name out there. But that's right from Green, you know, went to the University of Green Bay who came in for, um, came in on, on, on game four. When uh when Iggy couldn't play and and he played he played well you know just like where this kid come from you know so you know I mean that that's where that's what it was it, it was just like give credit to what credit is due because you, you had guys all over yeah you had guys all over mm-hmm. Golden State that was just able to step up and in injure player spot and play well and, yeah. and they did that so that's why I said you know it wouldn't have mattered either one of them teams went it would have been the same result because they've been there and they they well they well prepared you know so. Got to get them hats off to them. Hats off to them. So yep. uh, let's go ahead and move on to the Eastern Conference Finals right now. Um, how would you rate it so far, in your opinion? I'm going to defer back to you, but before I do that, this one notched up at 2-2 two to two here, you know, and uh, uh, what I'll, I'll go ahead and drop some seeds here real quick. Um, I kind of told Charlie, and, and before I, uh, before these, these games really kicked off, if you go back to podcasts, uh, family and friends, that I felt like um, Kawhi Leonard can, you know, really put some uh, uh, put some frustration on uh, on Giannis. And let, I'm gonna be honest with you, it didn't look that way at first. Uh, the game one, it, it did. Game one, it did, and uh, the Bucks was able to come back. You know, Giannis had a decent game. It wasn't your typical Giannis game. Game two, Giannis went off. And so did the rest of the Bucks, and they blew them out. Mm-hmm. You know, but game three and four, Giannis struggled. 23 rebounds a night, he struggled out there. And uh, even today's game, Giannis also struggled again. You know, he's out there missing free throws. You know, he can't get to the rack like he wants to. You know, Kawhi's playing injured uh, for people who haven't been really following or paying attention to this matchup. He's been playing injured in game three and four, and he's still, you know, locking it down. Now, give credit to um, to Toronto for giving, you know, the extra help to Giannis to keep him out of the paint because that's been the problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to say the problem. That's been the thing that he's been most able to do is get to the hole so easily in game one and two against Toronto, and they figured out a way to shut that down in game three and four. So uh, I'm going to pass it back to you. What's your rating on this one so far? Because it, it's definitely a series now. This is a series. This is what I was expecting against uh, – Portland and Golden State, and I didn't see it. This is a series here. What you got for me? How you rating? Well, appreciate that, and I appreciate the Nuggets too. And I'm, you know, uh, I like Nuggets, so I definitely would go back to it and add some barbecue sauce to it as well. You know, also <laughs> just let you know, just to put that out there. But as far as the grade go, I'm gonna give it an A. You got to right. give it an A. It's it's a it's a two two. You know, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm eating humble pie again. You know, along with nuggets with barbecue sauce because I said it was gonna be a sweet. Apparently I was wrong. But I will uh-huh. say this. I will I will say this. Each team won at each team won both both of their games at home. Each team right. won each team won by eight points or less in one of their games. Each team right. won by one by you know, by one by a blowout in right. you know, in their other game as well. So it's an even series right now. I will say this too. 
that you have a series, but can Toronto win win a game in Milwaukee? Because I feel like right. Milwaukee can win a game in Toronto. Okay. I feel like Milwaukee can win a game in Toronto. Milwaukee had their chances in game three. They just turned the ball over. And, and like you said, Giannis didn't have the best game in game three. Mm-hmm. He didn't play bad in game four. You know, I just think that they what this what this series is coming down to is and I and I stated on, on one of the shows was was that which bench is gonna show up. If I did mm-hmm. I not say that. And you, you, you see it's like a three it's like a three think about it, Twani. Games one and two Milwaukee then showed up. Yep. Game three and four Toronto then showed up. Which now, I'm gonna pause you right there. Hang on before you finish. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, go I ahead. just want to go in and say in the series in, in our last podcast, not the uh-huh. last podcast, two podcasts ago, uh-huh. I told you I felt like Toronto's bench would step up, and they have. Yes, it happened at home, but they home. were able to step up. They were That's able to true. step up. That's true. Yep. You did say that. Okay. You did, you, you okay. did say that. Okay, so go ahead and finish your thoughts. Yeah, so you did say that. So I say that to say this. Can Toronto's bench bring that to Milwaukee mm-hmm. on Thursday? That's what I want to see. I agree. With can, you. can 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 Lowry can they can Lowry have the game that he has been having? Because I guess he must have been listening to our show. He had to. <laughs> he must been he must be listening because he's been playing lights out. I ain't saying nothing else bad about the man until this series is over with. The man been playing. Ooh, man, they're playing lights out. So I got you, Larry. Hey, I know you've been listening. It's all good. I respect actually, that. Actually, Larry's been playing well all this entire series. Yeah, this entire series, yeah. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's the series. You're yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But again, is it all? You know, it all come down to is this. We know what Milwaukee bench can do, mm-hmm. but what can can Toronto bench come to Milwaukee on Thursday and play that same intensity? Because you can play like that at home. We get that. Mm-hmm. But we know what, what Milwaukee bench can do on the on, at home and on the road. We know what they can yeah. do. And, again, it's just sure. it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for Milwaukee. You know, this is not Boston. This is not your Detroit. This is, this is Toronto Raptors. You know, they was, mm-hmm. they was in the top five with you guys in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency as well. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Giannis has been struggling. He's been struggling from the free throw line. I would like him to hit his free throws, don't get me wrong. But I don't want him to defer from his game. And I would like to say this, too, before I pass it back to you, Twani, so you can give, okay. your, rating, give your rating as well. All right. Um, the coach for the Bucks, Brun, is it Brunhauser? If I pronounce his name wrong, I do apologize. Mike Brunhauser. I feel like he needs to make an adjustment. With adjustment, I think he should, yeah. I think he should go with George Hill in game five. I thought he was going to do that today. I thought he was going to do that today, up. too. Exactly. I, I feel like he, he should. I don't care how much money you, you gave that man in extension, meaning bless. So I don't care what the extension mm-hmm. is. You have to go with that adjustment. You have mm-hmm. to either go with that adjustment or move Brogdon to the start lineup and bring Miritich off the bench. Okay. It has to be one of those two, Twani, as mm-hmm. well. I feel like I feel like at this point in the series, you got to go with experience. 
And I mm-hmm. feel like George Hill is going to give you that experience. George Hill has done these moments. Now think about it. He played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, when they was playing the Eastern Conference Finals. He played against, the, against these Toronto Raptors. I would go with experience. That's just, that's just my take on that. As well. So okay. I'm going to pass it back to you. What do you say? What is your grade? Okay. My grade on this, I'm going to agree with you again. I know we've been disagreeing a lot, but I'm going to agree with you again. I got to get us an A. This is, like you said, it's not sub 2 2. This is what you want to see. Yep. You know, this is what the NBA wants to see. They don't want to see sweeps. They don't want to see, you know, 4 1s and, you know, any of that. They want to see, you know, competitiveness. You know, they want to see the best of the best go at it. You know, this ain't the regular season no more. This ain't nobody tanking no more. So we got that in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, a lot of people will probably say, you know, the West is better than the East anyway. And, so be it. It probably is. But at the same time, you still expected competitiveness when you get yes. to the playoffs, when you get to the semifinal rounds, and when you get to the finals. We understand first rounds, but semifinals and finals, you know, uh, Eastern and Western, you expect to see more competitiveness. So we got that. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to still go with that, you know, stick with my original thought that I still had Milwaukee going. But I had picked Milwaukee in six against Toronto. So we have four games right now. So yes. I'm going to agree with Charlie. I think they can still win in Toronto. But I still had Milwaukee going to the finals. I'm going to stick with that. Charlie had to sweep. It ain't sweeping, you know. So, you know, it is what it is. But he still chose Milwaukee to get there regardless of what his numbers was, you know. That I did. It, it's, you know, it's, it's an estimate. That's what we're doing here, you know, like anybody else. You know, it's like Vegas. You know, you're taking a chance here. Taking a um, chance. Yep. But at the same time, you know, I did believe that, you know, Toronto could, you know, frustrate Giannis. I also believe that, again, like I mentioned earlier, that Toronto's bench could find a way, you know, to score. And then thirdly, um, who exceeded my expectations, I knew that Kyle Lowry was going to step it up in this one because I mentioned that two uh, podcast shows ago as well, too. And he has done nothing but that and then some. You know, yes, I know he fouled out in game three, but he was still, you know, well above any of the playoff series he'd have played up up to this point. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a phenomenal rating because of how well he'd have stepped up. So, yeah, maybe he heard you, Charlie. He may be, may been listening from the sideline podcast. Like, okay. I'm about, I'm about to show him. I'm about to show him. Hey, man. Phenomenal. You okay. talking, but phenomenal. Phenomenal. R- real talk. Because, again, if you go back to all his playoffs up to this part, you didn't see that. You ripped him no. every time. You yes, didn't I did. see none of this. And now all of a sudden – this dude is shooting three-point shots with contested three-point shots with big hands in his face. He's only 5'11". I don't care about that 6'1 rate. The man right. from 5'11 out there, you know, and he's knocking them down. These ain't no rattles right. hands. These ain't no bank hands. These all nets, you know, and he's doing it with confidence out there. He's getting to the lane like you know a Kyle Lowry can do, and he's right. feeding his teammates, and he's making the good passes. He ain't turning the ball over. So, yes, I'm going to get him a phenomenal rating in this playoff series so far, even though, again, game one and game two was bad for the team. He played up to his expectations. Mm -hmm. They could have won game one. Let's keep it 100. They had to leave. It got lost again, but it got lost on the fact that uh, Kawhi Leonard was tired. The, uh, The bench couldn't score points. And then when you start, oh, we got Kawhi tired because he ain't resting. We're going to lock down Kyle Lowry, so he got to pass the ball off. Somebody has to score. 
So mm-hmm. you got one type player, you ain't got to worry about what he's doing because he, he dead. He, you know, that man ain't had no rest. You got another player, we know he on fire. Let's lock him down. Let's force right. somebody else to shoot. And they couldn't do it. Whether it was a starter or a bench player, they couldn't do it. And that's how they lost that lead in game one. Game two, they got smoked, you know. Milwaukee had them. That was it. But, again, Kyle Lowry still played well. Game three, right. Kyle Lowry played well again, double digits in, you know, in his points, you know, was efficient in his passing. And, but he fouled out. He got in foul trouble. But they still won that game at home, you know. You know today's game, same thing, you know. Yes, uh, because guess who was the point scorer of that game? It was Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't start scoring his points until the end and half of the game. He went in that third quarter, and he only had seven points after that point. Kyle Lowry was your man. So, yes, again, I'm going to say he's been phenomenal compared to all the other, you know, game, uh, series up to this point. He's been on point. I'm quiet. So, it's all good. <laughs> I, you know, see, I'm quiet. I, I ain't saying nothing bad. I'm quiet. I'm quiet. I, I ain't saying nothing. It's okay. You know, like I said, you must have heard the show. Because, like he I said, heard I was. Show. He heard Bobo. I'm about to show Bobo. <laughs> man, you know, and, and again, man, you know, not to interrupt before we, you know, before we uh, go to a commercial um, sure. here, worth our sponsors. But, um, yeah, man, it's just it's it's a series, man. It's a mm-hmm. it's it's a series. You know, I mean, you got Marcus Saul, you know, that's giving you giving you oh, pressure man. that has been yes. stepping up because we he's been active. Yeah, we ripped yeah. him bad. I mean, yeah, you know, he's been bad. he's been stepping up, man. So it's it's a series. It's it's, it's yeah. you got to think about it, man. It's a series now. And like I said, can can Milwaukee? I mean, excuse me. We know what Milwaukee can do at home. Right. You know, Milwaukee right. hasn't lost back to back games since like early in the early in the year. And I believe right. it was like 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 one of the teams was like a team that wasn't no good. I think it was Western Conference teams, or something they were they were mentioning. But like I said, Milwaukee would be at home. They have the crowd behind them, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. And we'll we'll see how it goes. I feel that like Milwaukee's going to get off to a fast start because they're going to be at home, and then Milwaukee's going to take Game Five, and then we'll see what Game Six is. But I feel like Game Six. I feel like that Milwaukee's bench is going to step up to the plate in game six not game five we know what they could do at home in game five we we know that but i feel like right. that milwaukee could take that bench on the road and play and play you know and play and, and, and pretty much can play with anybody but i feel like they do need to make an adjustment i feel like that they need to go ahead and start um heal over bless so i you know even though bless you know he hasn't been playing bad but he had been playing good you know, he has been playing up to the part that I would like to see, especially when you got that seventy some million dollar extension. You haven't been playing up to that. Not in these past couple of games as well. Yeah, especially in yeah. game three. He, they game they should have won game three, but they didn't. Yeah. You know, and again, just like you said, Toronto should have won game one, Milwaukee should have won game three. But we'll see. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You don't get forcing into double overtime with or without exactly. Giannis. I know he fouled out. But you still had your opportunities. I don't care yes, how you much did. you didn't lead the yes, game. You, you did enough to get it to overtime to still win, take yep. that opportunity to win the game. So, yep. yeah. But anyway, we got some more talk for y'all. So, we're going to go on here to let y'all hear a word from our sponsors, let them pay these bills, and then uh, we'll be right back with you. So, stick with us, family. It's from the sidelines.
right. Welcome back, family. Thank you all for taking the word, uh, taking the time out uh, to listen to our sponsor. We always got to show love to Anchor for, you know, hosting our podcast for us. We appreciate you, Anchor. All right, but we right back in there. So um, we're going to talk about this draft a lot today because we talked about that on the uh, last podcast as well, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, shout out to the unknown or who shall remain nameless. I told him. <laughs> Bobo already know I'm going with this, but I told him that the Bulls wouldn't go be in no top five picks. Top four, definitely, but I told him he wasn't going to be in the top five. And I'm a Bulls fan, but I'm a realistic person as well, mm-hmm. too. I'm a realist. We appreciate the Bulls, that. <laughs> the Bulls fell all the way to seven. You know, the NBA is trying to stop all this tanking stuff, and this mm-hmm. is why teams was dropping. So, uh, the NBA is not like the NFL where you get that opportunity, like I mentioned in, you know, two shows ago where you, you know, you should tank because if you tank, you got a better opportunity to get players, and oh, right. et cetera, et cetera. You know, you still are at the the wheel or um, you, you're still at liberty of, of the draft lottery. The ball mm-hmm. has to fall one way or the other. You know, it's just like going out and playing the Powerball. You know, right. you you put your money down, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to win, you know, or get what you're trying to get at the end of the day. It, it, it's just that simple. So um, so uh, I, I'm going to start with, with Bobo here because he's a huge Laker fan, and his team has the fourth pick uh, in the draft lottery here. Mm-hmm. So who do you think your team should go ahead and pick pick up? You know, what, what needs you see uh, that your, your team needs? Because they, to me, they're a young team. They got mm-hmm. a LeBron on there who done been there. You know, they. I, I don't really see strong needs, in my opinion, from the outside looking in, you know, from what I watch. You know, it just it comes down to better coaching to me. It's, mm-hmm. you know, more so than draft picks. But, you know, you follow your team more than me. You know, I, I follow sports in general. I, I right. think they just got to piece it together. But what do you think they should go after in the draft since they got that fourth pick here? Uh, I appreciate that. That's a very good question. You just you, – you can go either way with it. Um, obviously, there's been reports out there saying that they're going to tr- they want to trade this number four pick to the Pelicans for AD. Um, of course, you're going to hear those reports, you know, because those it. It, and you know, you know as well. It's just I don't know. Uh, to me, I feel like that we need a big a, a guy in the center. Um, you had that in um, in um, Voyage. Uh, uh, if I pronounce his name wrong, I'll do it. Uh, Zubiak, Zubak, Zubak, that went to the Clippers. You know, um, why we traded him, I do not know. Um, you could use that pick on a on a big man, or you could use that on a shooting guard. Uh, but you do got Josh Hart over there on the Lakers as well, too, that you can mm-hmm. pencil into the starting lineup as well also. Um, I, say, I say go with a big man as well. Um, or if you don't, if you don't trade the pick and you don't go with a big man, then you take the next best player, which to me, which is Hunter from Virginia. Now we all know what Hunter has done, you know, the team that won, you know, that won the national championship. We know what Hunter has done in that national championship game and also in the semi, you know, in the final four as well to also where he just clowned and dominated as well um, out of nowhere. You know, he has been that player. So he'll be a good fit for the Lakers. um, Even though we got Brandon Ingram 
that that's also a small four. That's a you know he plays a two. You know he could play the two and the three. So you could mm-hmm. slide Brandon Ingram to the two, and then you have. I mean, but you still have LeBron over there, but you can move LeBron to the four, which I've been saying that for the longest because he's getting older. You know, move mm-hmm. him to the four. If you're going to draft Hunter, slide him in onto the three, then you got Alonzo Ball as well. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just so many ways you can, so many ways you can go with this um, as well. It's just, again, you, I, I don't know what they, you know, what they would do with the pick. I know we need a, a guy in the center, a guy in, in the middle and, I'm sorry, Tyson Chandler and JaVale McGee is not cutting it. They both can't stay healthy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And I like JaVale McGee. I like Tyson Chandler, but they're older. He's a huge JaVale McGee fan. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I am, for real. I like JaVale <laughs> McGee. Yeah, I like JaVale McGee from, from his days in Denver, for sure. So, again, they just, they, they're getting older, you know, so you want to bring somebody in there that's younger, you know, or you can – you. You know, or like I said, whatever Lakers do with this pick, that's just be the right pick. I personally wouldn't trade for AD. I will wait until 2020. But, again, I'm not the GM because, again, he wants to come to the Lakers. You know, so why blow up this team if you could get him in 2020, you know, when he's going to be a free agent and he's going to sign with the Lakers. But I'm going to just throw it back to you. Because you guys got the number seven, you know, the, the seven overall pick, you know, which, you know, again, all the tanking has got y'all number seven as well. They got you number five, number four, number three, number two, or, or either number one. So, I mean, you guys have needs as well, but I'm going to just pass it to you. What do you think you guys should do with the number seven pick? Okay. Before I do that, I'm going to play a little devil advocate. Okay. Um, explain to me why uh, – AD was signed with the Lakers with LeBron the following season in 2020 with one year left on his deal when he only has a three-year deal. He's going into two uh, year two and then year three when everybody knows the Lakers is a mess, which we'll get to that talk later. So oh, yeah. don't touch oh. on that. Don't touch on Ooh. that right now. Okay. Okay. Draft lottery. Okay. okay. Since we don't draft lottery and picks and, you know, possibly – Trading for AD. Let's just stay there for right now. We'll okay. get to that. We'll get to that talk in a little bit. Explain to me why he would come over with just one year left on LeBron's deal. Not saying LeBron is going to retire after that season, but LeBron may look to you know saying venture out one more other team before his last days are up. So go ahead. Like I said, I'm playing devil advocate here. So I want to so, hear your thoughts before I get, I get on so, my pick with the Bulls. So wait. So what you're so wait. If I'm understanding you correctly, you're asking what you're asking me is that. Why would he come over there in 2020 instead of coming over there in 2019? I'm saying why wouldn't the Lakers trade for him right now while he has two years left with an AD versus waiting well, to see if AD is going that, to sign with that, that team knowing that front office is a mess right now too. You know, why not stick with an incentive when it's a mess right now? At least you got, you know, a young nucleus and you got LeBron to try to get to that next level versus, you know what I'm saying, seeing if that man going to stick around, knowing LeBron only got a year left and he may bounce himself. So I got to play both sides to this whole, you know, this whole see, scenario here, devil's advocate. See, see, yeah, and that is a devil's advocate. You Again, you just, you just don't, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, they could trade that number four pick for AD. Don't, you know, but mm-hmm. it all depends on what the public is, is going to ask for with that number four pick. You're mm-hmm. going to have to give up a young ax asset, excuse me, or two with that number four pick. You see what I'm saying? 
Uh-huh. So okay. that's why I'm looking at it like that's why I'm looking at it like this. We keep the number four pick, and then we see what happens come 2020 as well. Because mm-hmm. you never know, they might get they might get a player to come over to the Lakers in mm-hmm. 2019. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie, but it may be someone that they can you know, you know that can maybe help get into the playoffs. You see what I'm saying? Now, if AD come over there in 2020, and again, like you said, LeBron's on the, you know, he signed, you know, it's a four year, but he has a player, he has, you know, it's a three year with a player option. That's why. If LeBron LeBron leaves after that third year, then automatically it's AD AD team and and it's it's AD and the Lakers. AD could get anybody to come over there to the Lakers. So that could be that transition there too. As well, yeah. you see what I'm saying? That, that, that's how I'm but looking. Gets, that's a, to go them ahead, go together, ahead. No, not to cut you off because I'm yeah. still playing up advocate. Yeah, but together they can get anybody to come over there too. So continue on. Yeah, that's how I'm looking at. The, that's how I'm looking at the situation. Now, if, okay. like I said, if they if they went ahead and trade for AD, I mean, I wouldn't be mad or upset at all. I mean, that'd be you know, yeah, I would like AD to be over in the Lakers. But again, you're gonna have to give up some at some, some couple of those young players. You know, okay. which you know you're either gonna have to give up Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Alonzo Ball, or who, you know what I'm saying, whoever, mm-hmm. along with that number four pick to get mm-hmm. AD. Now, is it just gonna be AD and somebody else, mm-hmm. like a Jeru, like a like a Holiday? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind that. At, I wouldn't mind that at all nice. either. I wouldn't, nice. I wouldn't mind that at all either. Yeah, then, you then you're not hurting. Then you mm-hmm. can get pieces. You can get some pieces over there in the Lakers. Now, now mm-hmm. you can get, you know, you get some, you know, get some level B players over there with LeBron and go ahead and try to compete. Because again, Jimmy Butler is a free agent. You can even yeah. get Jimmy Butler over there as well to also. He I mean, has again, a home just, in LA too. Yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so again, it's just. Again, I you know it's a lot of scenarios, but like I said, if they if they went that route, I wouldn't be upset. Don't get me wrong, but again, it just we just have to see how the Lakers play Lakers play out. We just have to see what they do with that. So definitely, definitely. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. I yep. appreciate that. Yep. Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Tickling my fancy, mm-hmm. fancy with that one there, bro. Appreciate right. that. Yep. Just indeed. All right. So all right. So jumping to the Bulls with that number seven pick. Man, I, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and to the point for y'all. We just need a point guard, and we don't really need a, you know, flashy point guard. Yes, I would like a flashy, a flashy point guard. I would like to get back to the Derrick Rose-type point guard that just elevates the team and everyone around him. But we would be good with somebody who is efficient enough to run the offense, smart enough mm-hmm. to run that offense when I'm, when I'm saying efficient, and score when he needs to, when he needs to score, you know. Because look at it like this. Jason Kidd was always a phenomenal player and efficient at running a team and getting everybody involved. But you yes, see well. games where Jason Kidd only gave you only about nine, ten points a game, but he have, you know, 10, 15, 20 assists a game, and they win those games. You didn't need him to score, okay? Yep. You got Chris Paul, who's the same way, you know? I know I've been bashing on Chris Paul lately because this ain't, you know, the lately Chris Paul ain't the Chris Paul that I had grown and loved as a player when he came out of college. But Chris Paul was the type of player that got everybody involved, and if you needed him to score, he'd give you that. But Chris Paul was your 10 points a game, 
we know he can, you know what I'm saying, drop some 20 and 25 games, uh, but he was get everybody involved. Yeah, everybody know where they're supposed to be at. We're going to win these games. And then mm-hmm. if you need me to score, I'm going to score. You know, so I, I want the Bulls to have a player like that because we still don't know what type of identity they have under Jim Boyland. We still don't know what type of offense they're running under Jim Boyland. I'm mad that Jim Boylan even got in extension twice within one season. You know, everybody, um, I'm originally from Chicago, uh, you know, so I'm with my Chicago people. We've been talking about fire guard packs for the longest. They clearly ain't going anywhere right now. So right now, if we could just land a good point guard who can come in and facilitate the ball well, I'll be happy with that because I don't see them going anywhere right now with this team in general. But the point is, they really need a point guard. I, I had high hopes for Chris Dunn when we first created for Chris Dunn. His first year there, he showed flashes. In his second year, he digressed. You know, and he, he went back to being injured Chris Dunn as well, too. And when he played, it wasn't always the Chris Dunn that you saw from last season. You know, the aggressive Chris Dunn, the Chris Dunn that got everybody involved. I don't know what the hell he was doing here. So, you know, you can keep him as a backup, but you need to draft, you know, the new starter here. You know, as long as you find a person that, you know, can, again, get everybody involved, facilitate, great. You know, because that seventh pick, we kind of that rock in a hard spot. That's the bad part because most of the good point guards, like like I want a job of rent, you know, to be there, but we know he ain't going to be there. That's probably – he's anywhere between one, two, and three. We, you know, and when I say that, that's no disrespect to uh, Zion. You know, we know Zion should be the number one overall choice. If you don't mm-hmm. pick him, you're fooling yourself. But, again – Right behind him, your Zion, your one A, John Moran is your one B. So he's going to either be Morant going to either be second or third, you know. So he's going to be off the board. So what mm-hmm. other point guard can you grab here? So that's why I said grab somebody who can, you know, who's smart enough to run an offense, facilitate, get everybody involved, but still can score points when you need your point guard to score points here. That's who I want. So I ain't got well, no names behind it either. Like just like you to have a name behind the big man you want besides Virginia guy. Uh, I don't really have no names. Just, you know, if you got to trade back to get them, you know, if you got to trade that seventh pick to pick up a, a a young veteran that can that can do it, then go ahead and do that too. Well, what about the point guard from North Carolina? Bro, and you know I'm a Carolina fan. I'll be man. You about to you about to rattle rattle my okay. feathers right now. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, we Let don't leave that alone. Let's okay. Not, no, let me break it down. Okay. 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 Huge North Carolina fan, y'all, from the very beginning. I know I just told y'all I'm from Chicago originally, mm-hmm. but I've always been a Carolina fan since Jordan was in college before I even knew he was going to be drafted to the Bulls. So you know, just to show my age a little bit. You know, and it was just like it was kind of one of those dreams. So to show you, you know, saying how much I wanted Jordan on the Bulls and I didn't know it was going to happen. Me and my father, you know, saying was rooting for it to happen. And it did, you know, to even that out so you can understand what I mean by that, even at the young age. Same thing when we landed Derrick Rose. It was like, man, it'd be great to bring Derrick Rose to our team. But I was like, there's no way in hell, excuse my language, that we're going to be able to land that pick to get Derrick Rose. And we – miraculously landed that number one overall pick and was able mm-hmm. to get Derrick Rose. And we brought him there, and everybody knows how that story goes. So that's how much I'm a, you know, a North Carolina fan, but it goes back to Jordan era, and we landed Jordan. Same, you know, I started following Memphis only because of Derrick Rose, because right. he's from Chicago. 
and he played at Memphis, and we miraculously landed him the same way we miraculously landed Jordan the same way. So anyway, so going back to it, I still follow Carolina. Kobe White is a decent point guard, but he doesn't play efficiently. This is what I mean, you know, when I say efficient point guard. Yes, he can score, but he's a streaky scorer. He's not a Derrick-type, Rose-type point guard here. He's very okay. streaky. You know, he'll give you one game where he just goes off, and he'll give you another game where he's just doing way too much out there, and he's forgetting okay. about his team, and he's forcing up shots, a lot of what you see in the NBA. I don't want to play it like that because we just seen that, and we harped on that, Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, on the Portland game and on uh, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, the Golden State game and uh, the, Philly, the Philly game. You know, it's just like we've seen too much of, you know, guys out there settling for three-point shots, you know, when they don't have to and forcing up stuff and forgetting about their teammates because for whatever reason, they feel like they have a hot hand even when they don't. That's Kobe White. He's already at that point. You know, I know he's young, but he's already at that point where he's just doing too much. He's forcing too much. So being a Carolina fan, Again, I'm a realist to say, well, I was a realist with the Bulls, not playing in a, you know, draft lottery in the top four or five picks. I'm a realist about, you know, players that come from my school. He is not a player I want on my team. He is not the point guard that should be for the Bulls. The Bulls have scores who's going to score where they need to score. We've seen what Zach, Zach Levine could do. The boys can score. We don't need Kobe to come out here and force and chuck up shots and forget about his team or feel like, you know, I got to keep shooting to, you know, to get my shot down because they don't work that way all the time. Sometimes you just have to drive to the lane and build your confidence. Sometimes you have to just play very good defense to build your confidence, you know, for those other shots. You know, when the, when the shots ain't falling, you have to figure out another way to build your confidence to where they'll start. Kobe ain't figured that out, and Roy Williams didn't get that in his head. I felt like Kobe should have also came back a year, and obviously some some people in his camp didn't feel that way, so he's at the draft. So I don't want the Bulls to have it. And gotcha. That, that's my point on that. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. And, and that's coming from a Carolina fan, real talk. I don't want him okay. on my Bulls team. I don't. Okay. He's not okay. a fit. Okay. Thanks, son. Especially with a team with no identity right now. We That's don't true. know what our identity is. We true. need a point guard who can mesh with, with every player on our team, who can mesh with Laurie Markerson, who can mess with Zach Levine, who can mm-hmm. mess with, you know, Otto Porter now. Those are your big three. You not you need to come in and defer to them. We don't need you to come in and try to, you know, saying just score, you know, mm-hmm. and chuck up shots. Kobe, I feel like he'll come in feeling like he gotta prove something. No, you're a rookie. Get in line and figure out when you need to take the shot and when you need to defer. And I don't feel like he he would blend in well with that with that squad at all, not at all. So, okay. and, you know, on top of we get Carter back at the center spot as well too. So no, okay. so he's he's not the point guard for that Bulls team. Gotcha. All right. So let's keep it moving here. Let's go back to the Lakers here. We got to talk about the drama here, you know. And I, I, again, I'm a I'm I'm a defer to my to the Big Ten, to my L.A. Laker analyst, <laughs> Bobo, because it's his team. But before I defer it to you, I got to lay down the groundwork here. So 
going back. We didn't talk about it in the podcast, really, but we mm-hmm. uh, everybody knows in, 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 in our podcast, all the family and friends know we have our own separate group chat. It's me, you, and another family member of ours, you know, mm-hmm. who's not on the podcast, where we talked about this whole dilemma of how Magic just walked away from the Lakers. Exactly. And I said it was more to this whole situation. I said eventually it was going to come out. And, you know, I'm not to my own horn, so, you know, please follow me. I just told one, you know, one person that named Bobo, because Bobo was on my side, mm-hmm. that there was more to this story and it was going to come out. There's always some other truth to it. But that other person in our group chat, in, you know, uh, in our sports group chat said that, you know, no, you just have to hear his words and what he's saying in his video. And I kept telling him that, it's more to it. You know, there's more to what he's saying about firing. You know, nobody holds a, a, a press conference without talking to the president, which is Jeannie Buss, and that without talking to LeBron, who's your star player, who you recruited to come over there, and without talking to your GM, who's right. the GM that you hired, Magic. You know, this is what I kept explaining to this, to, you know, this person in this pod, you know, in, in our group chat, you know, that it was more to it. And it all came out. And Magic held no bars. And I respect Magic for that because, you know, you always hear little inklings here and little inklings mm-hmm. here, but nobody ever, you know what I'm saying, comes out and say they part. But Magic kept it 100. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. You never hear that out of any sport, baseball, basketball, football. Magic kept it 100 and put it out there. You know, he felt like the man he hired was hating on him. And he was setting him up to take over for him. But dude wanted it now. And, and he went about it the wrong way. So, Charlie... I'm passing it to you. The floor is yours. It's your team. How you feel about this whole drama and everything that was laid out here? Well, appreciate that. Well, first off, before I begin, I just want to say that Magic Johnson didn't hire Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka was already hired by Jimmy Buss. Okay, excuse was, me, excuse me. I thought, already, I thought it was a, a, no, a, a agreement no, between those two. No, okay. no. I said correct. No, it was, I it was, it was more friends. Right, because that came out that that because that came out um, everybody that everybody that seen that seen first take um, that seen that seen it whether you go on YouTube and watch it as well you know seen seen the interview um, that Magic Johnson did and it came out that Jimmy Buss hired Rob Alinka and told Magic Johnson that you know that working with Rob Alinka and then we're gonna go from there. Okay, okay. so I just want to put that out there. Yes, sir. Now, I appreciate now, that. No problem. Now, you say the floor is mine? Okay. Cool. Yes, the floor sir. is mine. The floor is mine. I'm going to just say this quote that was back in the day. Twani, you probably know what this quote is as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. They smile in your face all the time. <laughs> they want to take your place. Backstab us. Backstabbers. That's exactly what that was, Twani. That was exactly what that was. And I and I and at the end of the day, I'm I'm with you, Magic Johnson. I'm glad he came out and told his side of the story. And I knew it had to be something up to this because nobody is not gonna just leave. He's a Laker. When you think when you think of when you think of when you think of the Lakers, you think of Magic Johnson. Right. That's the first thing that pops into your the pop, that pops up. It's not Kobe Bryant. It's not Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. It's Magic Johnson. It's not even right. Kareem or even James Worthy. Oh yeah, I know these players. I I, I know my Lakers. I know my history. Hey, you think of, you, it to you. you think of Magic Johnson. And again, I believe that man when he said that it was not fun anymore, and I want to go. 
And when you have someone that was that was going behind your back talking about you mm-hmm. and wanting to take your position, yeah, that right there just shows like, yeah, it's time for me to go. And I believe mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I seriously believe him because at the end of the day, there was an agreement with Magic Johnson and Jenny Buss stating that Magic Johnson told Jenny Buss, hey, look, I'm, I'm a, I got other stuff going on. I'm an owner of this and I'm owning this and that, you know, I'm only going to be here part time. Is that, are you okay with that? She said, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody know who Jeannie Buss is, that's the daughter of the late great Dr. Jerry Buss mm-hmm. as well. You know, and, and like, and again, let me, re- let me rephrase that. When you think of the Lakers, you think of Magic Johnson, you think of the late great Dr. Jerry Buss as well too. So again, right. I'm putting that together. Then you heard Magic Johnson also say, in the interview that some, it was, you know, it was, it was people here, you know, it was a person here, person there that was having say so that wanted to tell Magic Johnson what to do or wanted Magic Johnson, well, he should have done this and should have done that. But like he said, I only answered to Jimmy Buss. Why am I answering to you? And I don't know who this Tim Harris guy is, but apparently he's someone that thought that he could just tell Magic Johnson what to do. And you don't even have a title to begin with. So, again, you need to sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. But here's the part that got me, that I knew right there that Magic Johnson had no reason to lie about anything. And he, and I feel the way he felt was that he wanted to fire, when he couldn't fire, when he couldn't fire Luke Walton, that right there, he, when he said he couldn't fire Luke Walton, that right there, he knew he had to go. Mm-hmm. And again, you the president. He wanted to bring, like he said, he wanted to bring in his own guy. You know, he had agreement with Jenny Buss that I wanted to fire Luke Walton, but then nobody wanted to fire Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. But Magic Johnson, but Magic Johnson couldn't give him that power to fire Luke Walton. So again, it's just it's just a lot, man. It's it's not fair. It's so dysfunctional. It's not even funny. I don't even know if the again like. I hate that LeBron came into the situation. And again, like right. I stated before, like like we stated before, Twani, it wasn't LeBron James to begin with. Never. It was never LeBron James. And Sounds like somebody here tried to say. And tried to say, exactly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't never LeBron James. And I agree right. with LeBron James. LeBron James was over the phone call. I don't care how much of a, again, I get yep. what Magic Johnson was saying that I had to do it, you know, as a man and as, you know, with pride. But again, you, you, you was at that man house at 1201. Mm-hmm. You was at that man house to recruit him. Even though mm-hmm. the fact he was coming to the Lakers anyway, you had a meeting with that man. You met with his family. You met with his wife, his kids. Right. You owe that man that. He does owe LeBron that. He owe, right. he owe LeBron to talk. He does. Right. And like LeBron said, you know, because he got his little, his little show and everything and stuff, you know, if he just said, LeBron, I'm leaving. Kiss my, I'm, look, screw this Lakers stuff. I'm leaving. LeBron would have been okay with that. He even said I would have been right. okay with that. Yes, but he yes. wasn't but but for him not to get a phone call and then you just do a press conference. I'm with you, Twenty. I thought something wasn't right either. Now again, Rob Palinka, he did respond and he said that it wasn't you know, it wasn't true. But like Magic Johnson said, yes. like 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 Magic Johnson said, I got eyes and ears everywhere. You don't know who I know. You right. know, and that's one of the things my mama used to tell me. She she used to tell me all the time when I was in high school. Shout out to my mama. 
she said, you don't know who I know, son. You know, you just, <laughs> like, oh, you, you may think you may get away with something, but I know, you don't know who I know. I used to be like, I, I wouldn't worry about, I wouldn't worry about it. Sure enough. How you know about that, mama? Didn't I just tell you, you don't know who I know? I got eyes and ears everywhere. So again, when Matt John said he got eyes and ears everywhere, out just outside of L.A., Mm-hmm. You better believe the man got eyes and ears everywhere as well. And he was warned that about Rob Palenka from mm-hmm. other people that he was a snake, mm-hmm. that he was a snake. And, and, and you and you see it. Now, do I place blame on LeBron for bringing him in? I mean, excuse me, uh, Kobe? No. Yeah, I was going to touch on that, bro. You know, know you know. Favorite player. I, I was going to touch on that. You know what? You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to defer to you. I'm, no, but I'm going to defer to you I, with that. I, I, you know, because you, you corrected me, you know, but uh, that, that that Magic didn't hire him was more of a genie plus thing. Mm-hmm. But I re- re- strictly remember, you know, Kobe Bryant endorsing this man to Magic yes. when Magic got the position. And that's why I recall Magic hiring him. You know, and Magic and Kobe having the close relationship that they have, that's why I remember that. Now, I did, I only watched partial of the interview, so, you know, you have more insight than me, you know. So, one thing we do, family, you know what I'm saying? We do our research, but, yeah. you know, I, hey, I'm a, I'll, I'll stand corrected if I'm wrong, you know, at the end of the day. So, I admit, I only watch, you know, right. you know, cut dry. I just wanted to hear what Magic had to say. I didn't want to hear nothing else. I just wanted to hear strictly what he said. So, uh you know, Bobo corrected me on that. It, it, it came out that it was on Jimmy Bus, yes. But I do, you know, really remember when Magic took over that position, Kobe was all in his ear about bringing in this dude, even though he wasn't qualified for it because he's only been strictly an agent at this point. He had right. no clue about how to run, you know, be a GM at the NBA level. All he knows is contract levels. That's right. it. Let so, me taking it back to you. Taking it back yeah. to you. Yeah, real quick and then I'm gonna let you go ahead and go ahead and intervene as well. Okay. Because this is a hot topic as well. Yes, indeed. When you say endorsed, yes, he got yes him. Kobe Bryant endorsed. Kobe Bryant in, uh, had a conversation with Magic, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, about mm-hmm. about him. But he was already hired by Jimmy Buss as well too. Okay. He was already hired. He was already hired by Jimmy Buss. Okay. So he didn't okay. bring because he didn't bring Rob Pelinka on. Kobe Bryant gave his endorsement to Magic Johnson. Okay. When Rob Palenka already got hired. You see what got I'm saying? Got so, I'm because good. again, because again, I, they, a lot of people didn't, a lot of people didn't like the fact that he was a, you know, he was a, he, he became a GM because he was a snake. A whole thing with the, the thing that came up with the Carlos Boozer thing that he was supposed yeah. to sign. You know, I don't know if you remember that with, when he was supposed to yeah. sign with the, with the, Put the sign with the with um with Cleveland, then he ended up getting Cleveland, signed with, with and the then he, no, he signed with Utah. That was Utah. Oh, Utah, Utah, yeah. Utah. That's right. He was Utah. Right. And I ended up doing yeah. some research on that too. And I was like, God, this guy is a snake. This guy is really a snake. Like you really can't trust him. So again, yeah. it was more it was more the fact, you know, and then him going telling everybody that he wasn't in the office, he's not here. That just shows you, man, he was a snake and he was trying to take Magic right. Johnson's job. But again, right. that was never but see that president of basketball operations, that was that was never a title there. Magic right. she created that title just for Magic Johnson because she let Magic Johnson have all the say so. He had the final say so. Like who to hire, you know, who to fire, who to bring in, who this and that or whatever. He didn't have that say so because everybody else is in his ear. 
you know, Ram, the Rambus, you know, uh, Phil Jackson, which I'm not going to – don't let me get started on him. And, you know, so – Don't get me started on Rambus. Uh, yeah, don't get me – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't give, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't even get, don't even get me started on, don't even get me started on rappers because, you know, for him did what he did with the Tyrone Lou, with the Tyrone Lou um, coaching that he wanted to choose Tyrone Lou coaching staff, that was just disrespectful. I'm not, you know, that was just disrespectful. But when you got too many, like Magic Johnson, said, when you got too many people, um, in, in Jenny Bus ear, you know that it's a problem. You know, you know, you know the saying goes: "Too many chiefs and not enough Indians." Yes, sir. That's pretty much what that is. You see, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's just what that is. You know, I don't fault Kobe Bryant for that at all. Don't get me wrong, because that was just Kobe Bryant's age. You know, because he was Kobe Bryant's agent. Mm-hmm. But man, at some point, I mean, I didn't know he was a snake like this. I mean, this man. I mean, of course you're gonna say that it's not true, Rob Linka. Of course you're gonna say that. But why would this man lie? Like, why would this man? This man is a Laker. Like I said, when you yes. think of the Lakers, you think of Magic Johnson, five-time champion, three-time three-time NBA NBA MVP, three-time NBA Finals MVP. You see what I'm saying? The man with the hook shot in Game Seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I know my history when it comes to my Lakers. I say that again. So again. It's it's just this I, I hate that this is so dysfunctional. And then what does that say about free agency too? Does anybody want right. to come over there? I mean, yeah, granted you hire Frank Vogel, but do anybody want to come over there? With all this dysfunctional stuff coming on, do they? You know, right. like I mean, think about it. I mean, I mean, there's rumors that they talking about maybe trading LeBron, which I'm not a LeBron fan, but I do respect the man. I respect his game, but I wouldn't trade LeBron. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't trade LeBron. Now, if LeBron said he wants to be traded. Then I wouldn't I wouldn't have no problem with that because it's just so dysfunctional, you know. And again, I'm not taking that away from Frank Vogel for what he has done because again, he's the new head coach. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is he gonna mesh with LeBron? Is he gonna be? Able to, I mean, yeah. Granted, got Jason Kidd over there as assistant coach, but if you think about it, Jason he probably listen to Jason Kidd more than he listen to Frank Vogel. Would you agree, Twenty? I I agree. I agree definitely. I mean, I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I mean, I'm not taking yep. away for Frank Vogel. Don't get me wrong. Right. But Jason Kidd is like, and you, you know, we talked about this. We we talked about mm-hmm. this in our own little private, you know, in our in our group chat. Yeah, yeah so definitely. It's just it's just a, it's a lot, man. Again, like I said, I take my off to Matt Johnson for him coming out, even though it was kind of odd. That it was the same day it was the press conference of Frank Vogel getting introduced at the Lakers Lakers head coach even though there was other candidates that I thought were better than Frank Vogel to get the job. But, you know, again, I don't make those decisions. So I'm just right. a fan. I'm Again, I'm from the sidelines, you know, I'm from the sidelines. <laughs> so I'm going to pass it to you, Twani, man. I know I said enough and you let me have the floor. I appreciate it because it is my team. But, man, Thanks. this is, this is, this, this is, this is, this is, this is just, this is just hey. a lot, man. And, you know, it's, hey, it's, I love it. I know the, I know the family and friends are going to love it, bro. You were dropping some nuggets, boy. Yeah. Man. And I'm surprised you didn't get heated when you were dropping them nuggets. But, man, you was dropping some insight there. Yeah. My man, my man is always on point. You know, appreciate man, don't it. Don't y'all forget it. about it. Always Appreciate it. Appreciate man. it. Hey, I, I do got to tease you a little bit. 
Y'all about damn near as dysfunctional as my Chicago Bulls right now. <laughs> you know what, man? At this at this point, at this point, man, we kind of we kind of got y'all beat at this point, man. I'm just gonna be honest, man. Because I mean, if you think about it, man, it's just again, again, like he had a three year window. He left in two years. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know. So it's just yeah. like again, it's like this man can even f- fulfill his three year commitment off someone trying to take his position and he was going to get the position anyway when Magic Johnson stepped down. He told Magic, he told Rafa Lincoln that I'm only here for three years. Exactly. After that, you can have my position. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, so why, why be like that? Exactly. Like why, why backstab like that? Come on, man. Right. Come right. on now. Exactly. Yes. That's, that's petty. That's petty. petty. Yes, it is. It's exactly how I told our unnamed, you know, person in our group chat, you know, the same thing. It was just like, you know, it's 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 way it's way too much out there. You know, it's this is the stuff you see in lower workforces. You know, this yes. is the stuff you see at, you know, not multi-million dollar level. This yes. is the stuff you see at my level. You know, uh, you know, type of position I'm in. I don't want to, you know, speak outside of, you know. From right. the sideline, but you know this is the type of stuff you see. You know when you at mid management level, mm-hmm. you know, um, somebody always gunning for your position. You know, you know you didn't earn yours, but there's always somebody who's going to try to, you know, get you out right. of there so they can take yours. That's right. You, but as as we all seen here on the sports level, it doesn't matter mid level or you know multi million dollar level. There's somebody out there that's trying to come at your position, you know, and they they gun it for it. So that's that's what we're seeing here. So that's that's the real talk here. So man, it's just it's just a lot, man. And like I said, it's, at crazy. The end, it's crazy. And at the end of the day, you know, I hope hopefully hopefully this doesn't just taint, change the narrative of who's going to come to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But man, it out of it out of says that Jeannie Buss gonna have to make a decision eventually because if this because. Again, Jenny Buss and and um, excuse me, Magic Johnson, they have that close relationship, right. you know, as well. And again, Jenny Buss gonna have to come to an understanding that I can't have too many people in my ear, you know. Right. She gotta she gotta say, okay, this is what your position is, this is what your position is, and then just go from there. And I agree with Magic Johnson when he says that, you know. Right. But Rob Palinka, I don't see him being that much longer. Because again, he was already warned. Maybe people warned Magic Johnson about Ron Palinka too, and Ron Palinka was like, "I got to give him the benefit of the doubt," which that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to give that person the benefit of the doubt. And now right. he sees he's it. Already hired. He right. was already hired. Exactly. Right. He was already hired. So now Magic Johnson, like, look, I don't work for the, I don't work for her no more. I can say right. whatever I want to say. Right. And, exactly. And he just he's he's a snake, man. And again. You know, at some point you gotta chop the head off the snake. I'm just saying, you know, okay. yeah, otherwise otherwise he gonna it's gonna stay there, it's gonna bite, and it's pretty much what he did. You know, and and again, nobody's ever, 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 ever gonna deny Magic Johnson ever being a not being a Laker. He's gonna for be sure. a like he's a Laker for life. Right. You know, no as well. Doubt. You know, yes, they gonna bury the exactly they gonna bury him in purple and gold. <laughs> you know, for right. real. <laughs> His cast is gonna be purple and gold. You know, his suit gonna be purple and gold. His shoes gonna be the socks, drawers, everything, white beater, everything, shirt and all is gonna be purple and gold. So yeah. that's just my my take on that. I, I'm gonna say this, you know, just listening to you know media, you know, in general and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
Jenny Jenny Bus gonna have to put on her big girl draws and yes, pull them up. Because what what came out before Magic had dropped, you know, all these new jewels that we heard about yesterday, is that she is, you know, you know, had brought in people on the staff. Yes, they have some ties to the Lakers, but she's doing on the friendship level. This yep. is the reason she fired her own brother, brother because yep. of what he was doing after yep. their father passed, you know, and she's doing the exact same thing, yep. you know, so she's bringing all the friends in, you know, you, you brought in Kurt Rambis, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Bobo, but you brought in Kurt Rambis, right? What, what does Kurt Rambis wife bring, you know, equity wise or yeah. anything to the team, you know, decision wise or, marketing wise or just money making in general wise what did his wife bring so that shows you right there I'm, yep. I, if i'm going to hire kurt rambis who was a former player of the lakers who was also a former you know short-term interim coach for the lakers and i'm gonna hire his wife why that's why? a friendship level thing yep you know and me I agree. and you me and you charlie being bears fans and i and i'm not comparing nba to nfl but we watched our bears struggle with Lovey Smith when he kept doing the buddy system thing so yep. he got him so fired is the reason that I feel that uh, that Jenny Buss is doing right now that is causing all this dilemma right now herself. Mm -hmm. You're doing the buddy system thing, the buddy system don't always work. You have mm -hmm. to think business mind first. You know, we always want to always want to take care of our people, you know, the, the end of the day. But at the same time, you have to think about your business and what you have invested in it because at the end, you can end up losing it all. And when we talk multi-million dollar levels, we're talking about, yes, you may be CEO of everything, you may mm -hmm. be ownership, but there's still people of the board. The board members can still, when you at that high of a level of money level, they can rule you out and kick yep. you out because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Now, I know that's a little outside of the, the sports realm of things, but that's just real talk. When you at multi-million dollar level, regardless if you have an ownership or stake in the company, there's always board members who can say, we had enough, you're done, you're replaced. End of the day. And that's the point that she's going to get to if she keeps this up with this buddy system thing mm -hmm. that she's doing right now. Because we've seen other people be fired at it, you know, just from, you know, just a coaching standpoint. You're at the ownership standpoint, but at the end of the day, board members can cut the head out of the snake, like my man Bobo just said. So yeah. that's all I got to say on that one. And again, like I, I totally agree with that. You just need basketball. She just needs to stick to business. Now, if she wants to have Rambus, the Rambus, and whoever this Tim Harris is, and 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 you know, and Mike Mike Jones and whoever. All just strictly be for the business of the business of the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I I'm okay with that, but you can't do business. You can't have them be doing business and basketball. You right. can't do both. You you can't. It has to either yeah. be you have to have the, the people just for the business side of the Lakers. Then you have the people for the basketball side of the Lakers, and that's I what Magic Johnson was supposed to be in the basketball side of the Lakers, and he was not that at all, as well. Right. And that's not right, as well. So, like I said, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, her brothers went through the same thing, and she ended up taking over. She ended up getting her brothers kicked out. You know, like I'm glad right. you brought it up. You know, with the whole thing with I don't know. I'm pretty sure my Lakers fans know this as well with the whole thing with Mitch Mitch Kupchak. He was a terrible. I mean, 
terrible GM. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't get me started on him. But anyway, just kinda of, just kinda of like that same just kinda of like that same thing as well. And now you got Rob Palenka. Again, like I said, you, you got to make a decision on him because again, it's it's reported now. It's it's said from the person's own mouth. And whether regardless if it's if he says it's not true true or not true, that man has no reason to lie. That's why I don't exactly. that's why I'm not that's why I'm I'm looking at it. he has no reason to lie. He's a Laker. Yeah. He has nothing. He has nothing. That's what exactly, Twan. He has nothing best in the Lakers. You see what I'm saying? But his time. But when the man right. said that it's not fun to him no more, and you can see in his eyes, I'll tell you, man. You know, for real, it was you. And, and, and all these people is not gonna keep saying the same thing about you, about you. Right. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. I, I, that man, I love that take. That was that was hot right there. That was definitely hot take. <laughs> man, you know, man, yeah. just I just you just you see it every day. You know, you you see it every day in real life. You see it, yes, you indeed. know. I mean, you see, I mean, you see backstabbers all the time, man. But like all I said, when you when you see it played out in the basketball world, it's just so mm-hmm. sad, man. Because like I said, that Lakers organization, man, is is a, the pioneer, one of the pioneers of the of the NBA. Yes, as well, indeed. like the yes, Knicks, indeed. like your Knicks, like your Chicago Bulls. You see yes, what I'm saying? Indeed. Like those are your yep. pioneers. When you think of basketball, those those like the pioneers of the NBA. Those are your well. things you think about. Yeah, think you about don't the think big about cities. Portland. You don't Portland, think about Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee, you about, right? You know this. Uh, you know, uh, you know who, who else? I'm thinking of. You you don't think about those small cities. You think about no. those big cities because My that's where it started from. Right. Yeah. You don't think about that. You know, you're yeah. thinking about again where they originated from. So yep. yeah, you're right. You know, and it's always been major markets. You know, major market like always been. Yep. Exactly. You know, the Boston Celtics. The Boston Think Celtics. Think about yep. these small teams, yep. here, man. Yeah. Yep. So Miami and, Heat. And, yep. Man, to, to to watch these teams crumble like to watch a. A, a, a franchise like this crumble like this? I mean, even when after Magic left and before, you know, they got the Eddie Jones and the uh, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal and the I Kobe remember Bryant. That. I remember know, when they had Nick Van Axel, who was mm-hmm. the star, but they still didn't build around him, you know, with the Lakers. Because I was a huge Nick Van Axel fan. I wasn't a Laker fan, but I was a huge Nick Van Axel fan. You know, but they wasn't building pieces around him. Mm-hmm. You know, but even then, you know, it was just like, Every every team, you know, whether you mid major, mid, uh, you know, uh, you know, the the major market or a small market, mm-hmm. you know, every team kind of goes through it where your team is on the on the downfall, but mm-hmm. they eventually gonna come back up. But mm-hmm. this Lakers team right now with all this mess going on, it's kind of like my Bulls, you know. But again, I think y'all got a better opportunity to bring in big time players with LeBron being there. Then my yeah. pools have an opportunity to be in big time free agents to get this team back on track. So we'll I'm, see. I, that's keeping it 100. Yeah, we'll see. It 100. So, we'll, we'll see. All right. Well, man, that, that was a good discussion, bro. Let's go mm-hmm. ahead and hit our final thoughts and go ahead and close out the show today. I appreciate that. Yes, indeed. Man, man, I, I will say this my final thoughts. If you watch the fight Saturday night, you pretty much, you pretty much was watching a Tyson fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just being honest with you, I sat up here mm. spent all this money, mm. and and, and, got, and t- exactly, it got this Tyson, it got this Tyson fight. 
I was upset, but I was happy at the same time because, again, that man said, that man pretty much said that I could go on the ring and kill somebody and get away with it. <laughs> the way that man hit him, oh, I thought he was dead. I ain't got no lot of things. <laughs> I sit up. I literally sat there and was just like, "Oh wow, he not gonna get up." And he did get up. He tried to, but it was over. I mean, that one two was just that was, that one two was just it was just nasty. <laughs> I called my mama afterwards because my mama's a diehard boxing fan. I told her about it, and she hey. said, "She said, she said, son, was it that bad?" I said, "Mama, the man said, I'm gonna say it again. I can do something that I love." Try to you know I could kill somebody in the ring and get away with it. <laughs> he, did. he almost did. My mama said, "Well, okay." So you know she got me in the boxer. Shout out to my mama again. But man, it just sh- yeah, it, it just it just shows you that again the heavyweight division is back. It's back, man. And again, I have not seen Anthony Joshua fight. But I did see this man fight. And I will be watching the Anthony Joshua fight. I think it's July 19th, if I'm not mistaken, July 19th, July 20th. I will be watching that fight as well. They need to go ahead and get this fight done. <laughs> they need to go ahead and get it done because it's, it's what the fans want to see. The mm-hmm. fans want to see this fight. You know, he called himself the bronze bomber, which I think he is. Cause that dude been dropping bombs on site the way he's been fighting the past couple fights. Even though that Tyson Fury fight, you know, he fought Tyson Fury, you know, they right. did, you know, that, that did get me a little upset. Even though I thought it was a draw, you know, he did knock him down in the 12th, hey. knocked him down and he got back hey. up. I don't know how he got back up. <laughs> you got to get that credit there, but just, he need to go ahead and fight, you know, go ahead and fight and, you know, why do you to go ahead and fight Anthony Joshua? Go ahead and make that happen. It's what the fans want to see. It's what I want to see as well. I'm glad the heavyweight division is back on the map. And that is pretty much my take on that as well. So I'm just right. passing back to you, Twani, you know, with your final thought. Because that was my final thought. was just, man, I got to see. <laughs> with that one, too, Twani, I was just like, Wow. It was it buckled and you knew it was yeah, over. Yeah, it was over. It didn't buckle, it shuckled. <laughs> Excuse a buckle, it shuckled. When I saw it shuckled, man. You know, especially you didn't want to talk to reporters out the world. That's how you know you got knocked out. You know, you, know talk, you got that beat down. Bro. You got that beat down for real. And then he did that spin at the end too, down say Wilder, like, yeah, I just I know I knocked him out cold. <laughs> like that, like that old hey. thing, cold as ice. Yeah, <laughs> <ago. Yeah. laughs> hey, I always say in boxing, when you see that knee, you kind of fold underneath you. Uh, and nobody getting back up when they fold underneath you. Anyway, not it. at all, man. That's it. That's, That's it. it. It's over. Yeah, the count is over. <laughs> it's over, right. man. My final thoughts going to be short and to the point. I'm going to show love to the little young man. Uh, that they call it, uh, I think they call it him, White Heat, White Shadow, something. Hey, it's a young man that's a track runner who had the best uh, uh, 100-yard dash in uh, okay. high school history. He ran wow. like, like a 10-4 and a 40-yard dash, and I watched this video myself. And, a hey, 10-4? Uh, yeah, 10-4 in high school. Okay. 
that's Olympic time. That's Olympic time right there. And I ran track myself, and I was very fast back in the day. And I ain't even talking about myself. I'm just telling you, I was in the ten sevens myself. But that boy to run the way he was running, hey, and I, and he was running against a bunch of brothers too. And this ain't no race thing here, you know, not not at all. But mm-hmm. hey, that boy, he took he his his start was slow, and then he just smoked it from that point. I got to show him love. I can't think of his name right now. I can't even mm-hmm. think of his nickname right now. But on the podcast, I'm about to show him love. This boy set a state record, and this is probably a national national record right now. So he gets all the props in the world because the, the, the young man is doing his thing. He has a future in track. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you play any of the other sports, but I hope you do not steer away from track because too many of the young men <laughs> steer away from track. For other sports, I was one that did it myself. I had the opportunity to run in the Junior Olympics, and I passed it up, you know, saying concentrate on football, even over basketball. You know, young man, you know, if you happen to run across our podcast, stick with the track. You have a future. You can run this mm-hmm. for years. You have that speed. You have that ability. You have that gift. You keep it up, young man. Hey, white, whatever your name is, and again, it ain't, it ain't racist because, again, that's what everybody's calling them out there. Hey, Instagram them. YouTube him, that boy is out there. He's doing his thing, so I got to give him his props yeah. on that. Man, hey, yeah. pull it up, Bobo. That boy, I plan to smoking out there. I mean, he was. I mean, it was. It was. It a. Hey, it was by a long shot the distance he had in between them. And and again, his start was bad, but his finish was great, and he had some distance in between them. So that's that's my final thought right there. I ain't got much to say because everything. We we done nailed everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. We we got OTAs starting soon, but we ain't gonna jump into football because we still talking baseball right now. My Cubs still, you know, has the lead, but they 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 kind of playing with it. But you know, I want to give yeah. shout out to the young man. You know, we always talk about pros in college, but I want to give shout out to that to that high school young man. So mm-hmm. if you hear, you hear this podcast or anybody else hear this podcast and seen it. Directly to him if you know him, man. You know we giving him. Mad, I'm giving him mad love. Man. Yeah, That's same here. Track runner back in my day. Boy, you got some wheels. Keep it up. Keep doing your thing and keep focusing mm-hmm. on it, man. You have a future. You can be a true Olympian. Do not give up track running for any other sports. Keep playing your other sports. Do not give up your track running any other sports, you know, because too many of us make, you know, do that thinking, you know, we have a future in some other sport. Right. This is your future, young man. Keep it up. Keep it up. Real talk. So that's it for me. That's 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 my final thought. For sure. Alright. All right. So we're going to close it out. Again, the email is from the Sideline Guys. Hit us up with any comments that you have on the show, past or present. Any, you know, things that you think we need to improve. You know, hit us up if you want to, you know, shoot us a question so we can shoot it live on the show, and we'll mm-hmm. make sure that we, you know, we drop your information as well, too. Shout y'all out as well. If you have a podcast that you started up, like we already shouted out in one of our previous shows, we will show love to y'all as well, too. So mm-hmm. from the sideline, guys, on the S at gmail.com, my uh, handle for Instagram and Twitter is branding underscore elite. If you look at my info, you'll understand why it's branding underscore elite. But pass it off to Charlie, and we're gonna go ahead and close out. Appreciate that. Yeah, like a, like Twitter handle is Charlie eight six zero six. We appreciate all the love and support from everybody, and yes, also sir. shout out to my shout out to my people in Cleveland. I will be seeing y'all in a couple of days too to lay my grandmother to rest. 
as well. And you rest know, in peace, rest in peace. Michelle, appreciate that. Yeah, we're gonna lay her to rest as well. And you know, and um, better see family and friends. And you know, also talk about this show as well too. Also, uh, you know, get their feedback as well too if they haven't even listened to the show or if they have, you know, as well. Well, we can prove on also. But like I said, we just appreciate the love and support from everybody. And like I always said, at the end of our show, man, we're going to keep this train rolling. You know, uh, because like I said, we ain't even got to, like we said, we know OTAs is, you know, was here. But man, wait till training camp start. (laughs) And we start breaking down. We start breaking down the training camp battles. So we're not going to just talk about just the Bears. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about every team. We're going to give our take on every team, you know, each division as well. Because again, it's going to be some surprises this year for sure. Especially yes, in the NFC in the NFC North. We know we, we know what team we know them we know we know what the Packers, the Lions and Minnesota come with. But again, right. we know our Bears, we know we the hunted now, you know, as right. well. So again, we're gonna save that back. we if I was got a target on our back is that so we gonna save that, you know, you might never know, we might bring a couple people on as guests. Let them give their thoughts on get their thoughts on their team or something like that as well, also. Mm-hmm. So again, we just gonna keep this show going, keep this train going, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, man, love, you know, hit that subscribe button if you already yes, have it. If you have, please, you know, send us, you know, via email, send a text, say, hey, come check out these from the sideline, guys. We on, we on Twitter. We on, uh, we on Instagram. We on, uh, we on LinkedIn. You know, just, you know, keep it going for us, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we, we appreciate y'all coming back to listen to us. Whether it's three listeners, whether it's eight listeners, whatever, exactly. we appreciate everybody who come back and continue to keep listening to us and hitting, you know, the subscribe button. You know, and we on every outlet that you can think of. We on Apple Podcasts. We on Google. Yep. We on Spotify. Please yep. keep coming back and listening to us and passing us around. We appreciate the love, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and sign out from there. So it's from the sidelines. We'll be back with y'all soon. All right? From the sidelines, man. All right, and we out.